Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up? It's Monkey here. And I'm Heath. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copper 90. We're coming to you every day from the Copper 90 Clubhouse in Paris, bringing you all the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And here's what we've got for you today. We speak with the first women's holder of the Ballon d'Or Award, Norwegian and Lyon striker Ada Hegeberg. But first, here are the five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper90. Okay, five things that you need to know about going into your day. Uh, US on to semis, prove they can scrap out a game, winning 2-1 against a very good France side in the PSG Stadium. And we're here. We're here right now. We're standing right outside the ground. We had problems with tickets at, at the beginning. They, like, double booked us. Well, when I say us, we sound really important, but we weren't. They've, like... They double sold tickets, yeah. But they uh, escorted us to uh, stand K and they got us in and we actually got better seats, so that's great. Yeah, which is also good because more people got to watch the US win, you know? That's yeah. a good feeling. <laughs> uh, which sees us in number two. Lindsay Horan, one of the best, uh, world's best midfielders, was benched, leading many to believe that if the US win the tournament, it will be, dis- it will be in spite of Jill Ellis, the coach, and not because of her. Though the other side of the argument is that she's 10-0 or 11, 11 wins, one draw, zero losses, or something like that. Zero losses is the main thing to focus on there uh, in World Cup play and has like seven losses and 100 and something matches. So the argument is that she knows what she's doing and sometimes sacrifices must be made uh, for the good of the team. Number three, AC Milan have been banned from taking part in Euro competitions after breaching uh, the financial fair play rules. So they'll be out for a year of any Euro competitions, which means they might have to sell Donnarumma. I think he had a deal where if they didn't play in Europe, they had to sell him for half the price. I did not know that. Yeah. 
Uh, and number four, while the Brazil women lost in the round of 16 against France, the men are on to the Copa America semis after defeating 10-man Paraguay. And Argentina also won their game 2-0, which means Brazil play Argentina on Wednesday. Tragic for someone. The hosts against Messi, who hasn't won that international trophy. Probably tragic for Messi. We're going for the home team, Brazil, mm. on this one. Number five, uh, Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden. Uh, I'm going with Italy and uh, Germany in those two games. Agreed. Good ones. Copper ninety. I'm back. Welcome back. Thanks. It's so funny. I was watch. I was. I was watching you on social media, and then it was like a picture of you mm. by a giant pool overlooking like people at a pool, like a party. Yeah. And then it was like you at the airport again, and I was like, did, you, did they not load in real time? Like I thought maybe <laughs> you were arriving, then you're at the pool, but you had literally gone in got out yeah i was uh i landed and then i got picked up from the airport driven to the party uh, 20 minutes before my set i got there and then i played had a little bite to eat and i was straight back to the airport to see you guys you know what's funny is i've realized a word that americans are very uncomfortable saying what's that ibiza yeah well we don't say it right most people just go oh, ibiza right we say ibiza you say ibiza like a zzzd. Ibiza. ibiza ibiza yeah like a pizza. Yeah. We, we literally say it the way that we see it in, in the US, which is ah, Ibiza. Okay. So but, when you hear like Ibiza, yeah, it's, it's, like, Ibiza. It's, like, it's like that one person that you knew that went backpacking back in the day exactly. and then came exactly. back and you're like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, Ibiza? Yeah. Were you at Barcelona also? <laughs> you know, Spain. Paris, Paris. <laughs> like people that do that whole thing. I got into like some arguments uh, when I was in our Copa's uh, New York office with people for a while because... People tend to hand pick and choose what words they really want to like pronounce. Mm. And there's obviously larger issues in the football space, which they say like there's all these like racial like accusations around people's willingness to try and say certain names mm -hmm. in, in matches. Otherwise, they'll just butcher them. But for other people, they'll go out of their way to say them or they'll learn them. But I've always argued like uh, with people just about like pick and choose, like either just say it normal or say everything like super, super ethnically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we had to, or I asked Ada before we interviewed her, like, I've heard people pronounce your name like three different ways, which way is correct. But she told us her full name yeah. in Norwegian, and I just didn't stand. But even, but even the way she was saying it, right? We can say Ada, but it's Odda. Yeah, it's Odda. Yeah. Ada. Like, it's just like, a complete different, like. It's a different tone. In yeah. It. I'm never gonna I mean, I get, I get some of those. The, the whole thing was around actually Antoine Griezmann's name because his name Is technically it it's, it's no, technically it's Griezmann. Okay. But it's a German name. Bro, if you, growing, if it's you a German, it. it's a German name originally, but he's French. So you say it with a French accent, but originally it would be Griezmann. Yeah. Like in German. What do you say? I say just Griezmann. Griezmann. Yeah. But in, yeah. in, in French, it would be Griezmann. Yeah. But it's not a actually even a French origin name. So it got really complicated that day that everybody got into a giant argument. And I was just like, why can't we just say Griezmann? Are, are you not saying Antoine Griezmann? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise you're going to start saying like Henri. I'm pretty sure a couple of my mates said Henry, to be yeah. honest. 
That's yeah. how bad it was. Oh, we heard, uh, I heard somebody recently just going like, man, that Ajax in Champions League is so good. Like that's, that's actually, that's a, that's an, uh, an uh, that's an overheard, uh, whatever, overheard World Cup or what was the thing we were going to call that? Yeah, overheard. overheard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody Ajax. going like Ajax. That that team Ajax is going to be good. I was like, no, that's like a multi cleaner. Is Ajax? That's like a per, that's like a uh, surface cleaner. Ajax <laughs> is a football club. <laughs> when uh, you said Ajax, I just sat there and looked at you, and I was like, I've got no idea yeah. what you're talking about. And then I'd be like, oh, Ajax. We get a lot of Juventus in the U.S. Also, Juventus. Yeah, that's a good one. Juventus is good. I'm trying to think of any others. Real Madrid. Oh, real, real Madrid. Real Madrid. So actually, that, that triggers me on something. We had a camp, uh, national team camp in Switzerland uh, before we played a friendly league in Switzerland. And we had some young guys in the camp. And we had this kid, uh, goalkeeper named Chris Seitz. And first camp in, or one of his first camps, had to go in front of everybody, sing like the song, kind of like your, your whatever it's called, initiation. Yeah. And then answer questions from the crowd. They're like, all right, say your name and, and, and where you're from, uh, who you play for. So he says, my name is Chris Seitz and I play for, I play for Real, which is uh, Real Salt Lake is a team in Salt Lake. And he goes, I play for Real. <laughs> and, and, and one of the coaches in the back, actually the one who didn't take me to the Olympics, by the way, goes, who, Madrid? And like everybody started laughing because he, he like said Real as if there was like one, re- one Real. Real. And it was like probably the sixth or seventh most important Real in the world. But he just said Real as if like Salt Lake had now taken over as the name of it. And, and just like we all understood it because we knew a club he played for because he's coming into camp. But yeah. like calling him out on that just made it so embarrassingly awkward for a few minutes in there where he just realized that like he just called his club real did he not did he not is i guess i guess if he's from the states it's not like a well there's no other there's there's no other real in the states right so within the league you would say like dc or real or like or now people will say like rsl for real salt lake but like if you said real people would know what that meant if they knew you were a domestic player in the US. I have a few um I have a few mates on my team from the US and sometimes when I hear them uh what is it? someone next door they the fridge again on We us. had a I mean we had a big game last night. There were a lot of bottles of beer uh, getting finished and now I think they're just tidying up. Um but they um when they say pronunciations of places that we have to go for like away games whatever. I'm like where are we going? Leicestershire. Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> Leicestershire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. But you have a New Hampshire, no? Yeah, we have New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. I went to Southern New Hampshire University. New you Hampshire. Did? Yeah. New Hampshire. Right, Leicestershire right, yeah, is my Near favorite. the Shire. It's a, <laughs> near all the Shires. Uh, we, I, had, I had one coach, uh, was the coach of uh, the New York Red Bulls, and we got into a meeting once. And so Gonzalo Iguain's brother mm. plays in, in, for Columbus in the U.S. Yeah. And so... He's and, and he, like he's an incredible player, not quite like Gonzalo Higuain's level, but he was like, "All right, uh, so today we're gonna like make sure that we're matching up, and and we have to keep an eye on Higuain." <laughs> and everybody was like, looking at like the the team chart, going like Higuain, Higuain, Higuain. We're like, "Oh, Higuain! Like, do you not watch football on TV? Like, everybody knows how to say this guy's name." Like, and he was like Higuain, and like he's a Staten Island guy. His, uh, his name's Mike Pecky, and like so he he's just got that hard New York kind of like whatever accent yeah. anyway. But when he said Higuain, everybody was just like, "No way does he not know?" Because he obviously knew who his brother was, but like, no way does he not know how. Like, watch if you watch one match where where Higuain is playing, you you know how to say his name, and he's like Higuain. We're like, oh my gosh, is it just his accent? 
No, I think he just butchered it. I think okay, he just literally okay. didn't know how to say it. Maybe got, he, got on, he put on a cold sweat beforehand before he said it, and then he just messed up. Because like Higuain is like a real I mean, far off. That's far that's from Iguain. Iguain. Yeah. We Iguain's um, hard to say, but like Iguain. I mean, it's hard to say. But Higuian. <laughs> even harder to say. <laughs> I've struggled to have my name pronounced correctly anywhere outside the US. Even even in the UK, they wouldn't Eith? say Heath. They'd say Eith. Like, oh, yeah. Eith. Basically E-A-F. Right, Eith. But like, at least I know. But whereas like, you know, everybody has like their their uh, coffee name, like at a Starbucks, you'll say your name. But like anybody who has a complicated name gave that up a long time ago and they'd just be like, Mark. Yeah. And you know that like, cool. you have to remember that like your drink is coming. Because I always get Keith when I say Heath. Uh. And I just go, yeah. Like <laughs> every time. And then somebody usually like, if it's somebody in like my circle, like a few days later, will realize that it wasn't Keith. And they'll come back and say, sorry. And I'm like, don't worry. I've been living this my whole life, you know. But like, it's tough for most people. Just most languages also don't use TH in, in a word. Ah. So you don't have the th, Yeah. Like that TH sound. So most most yeah most <laughs> most, most uh, languages will turn that into an s when somebody tries to pronounce it because they don't use th together so i've had lucky um, a few times instead of lucy nice yeah probably about four probably lucky lucy well the, probably about the fourth time when i got in an uber and they said lucky i just went yep yeah. <laughs> so, take me yep, wherever it is you're me. taking me <laughs> hey we got some big games today italy netherlands germany versus sweden well i I found out today that we did an office pool for the New York office of oh, okay. everyone. Yeah. Um, you put in uh, imaginary money because we don't believe in gambling. And uh, that gives you a team. You draw a name out of the hat. You get a team. And that yeah. team, whoever's team wins, it's like kind of a random draw where it's not really skill involved. You just hope to get one of the top teams. I thought I had Nigeria. Turns out I had Italy. Oh. So now I'm really riding for Italy. How did you get that mi- mi- mixed up? I don't know. For some reason... I just thought that when they first did the draw. By the way, if you're listening to this and you can hear people, we're about to have a screening here tonight of uh, Kelly Nascimento De Luca, who's Pele's daughter. She's yep. doing a screening, uh, film screening upstairs. So yeah, yeah, building the vibes. If you want to know more about that, she was on the podcast a few episodes ago, yeah. and she talks about it a little bit. She's cool. Yeah, She's a the, really nice lady. Yeah, the energy's uh, going upwards in there. But yeah, I have Italy, so I'm totally riding for Italy in that one. Uh, and then Germany, Germany Sweden. Sweden. Wow. Mm. It's this is the first time I can remember in any tournament, men's, women's, youth, full, whatever, that Germany have not been one of the most talked about throughout. Yeah, in the in the group stages they were only okay, but then they came through with a three 0 win, I think it was. Um and now they're versus Sweden. Who who did they beat to get through again? Where's our little chart? Uh Canada. Canada, yeah. 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 They weren't that convincing in that game, though. Canada wasn't that convincing either, though. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Sweden was better, but... I got Germany. I got Germany. Yeah, Germany? Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, I've always given Germany so much respect, and they've they've taken, they've eaten up so much of my attention, both on the men's and women's... Because just across the board, they're mm. always one of the best, mm. even at the youth level, that it's been bizarre to just sort of, like, sort of bring them up on match day and not sort of not be talking about them all the time as to how good they are and what they're doing right, or maybe they're flopping. They're just quietly going about their business which seems really german but at least <laughs> in the football sense it's not yeah well maybe they're going to surprise us maybe but like like we said as well it's good not to peak early so maybe they're going to start peaking now who knows i just seen that england men's are playing a friendly against germany in september you're gonna at go wembley yeah maybe um you know who else has played at wembley you that's right <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> lost lost two nil. You know, happily. Did you play? Were you on uh, the yeah, I played. I played the full ninety, um, and I had uh, Bentley on my side. And, Bentley, yeah, remember Blimey. he was the next. Uh, he was just like David coming Beckham. into David Beckham, yeah. but then David Beckham came in. David Beckham fouled me in that yeah. match. I put it in my highlight reel. Oh, really? <laughs> I opened up my hips on him and beat him on the dribble, and he fouled me. And it's like I show it like three times in a replay on my highlight reel. It's like me, Beckham, beat him. Like that basically makes me better than Beckham. <laughs> if you're watching it, you know you're like, oh wow, he must be better than Beckham. Then he got past him. Bentley, um, man, what happened to that guy? Yeah, Beckham had an assist to uh, to um, uh, what's his name. I'm blanking. Not Benley. John Terry. Yeah. Uh, John Terry scored. Yeah, we lost 2-0. But what I really loved most about that game is England's one of the few national teams that embroiders the shirts on every match that says the match on it and the location. Where like the US doesn't do that unless it's like an official tournament. And that was like an incredible thing for me. Uh, I got Ashley Cole's jersey. jersey, um, And it's embroidered, which I like... It's one thing to have the name and the number because some countries don't even have names on them. Like Mm. you play Brazil, they don't put names on them. Uh, unless it's again official tournament, uh, but to have it embroidered just felt really personal for me. I wonder why they don't do that. Is that I think don't, it, you don't want to remember those games? Well, I think it's I. I think Brazil might be. I'm not sure why Brazil doesn't do it. it. Might be a cost thing, but the embroidery thing is a big step to do before every match, right? Somebody yeah. has to take every one of those and yeah. embroider them with with you know a machine, I guess, yeah, a, a machine. by hand, yeah, by hand. Hand stitch. Each of the players, yeah. if they want it embroidered, have to go in their room at night and embroider hand it themselves. Them yeah, hand stitch the them. Yeah. I can't believe Ashley Cole hand stitched my jersey. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, hey, we're going to hear from uh, Arda now, who came and joined us on the podcast uh, the other day. And here she is. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. So, Arda, hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, especially now that I get to see, see all of you and the awesome camp you have, uh, have here. Wow. Yeah. What a compliment. No one just comes and gives us a compliment. That's you know? the first time, I think. Yeah. You're like in a small wine cave, it looks like. Like you're under, under the ground. Yeah, like we hidden. are below sea level yeah. for sure. There is actually yeah. like a little cheeky bottle of wine hidden in the corner. Yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Did you see that? Yeah. Who's that bottle? That's for game day. Yeah. It's, it's a, Heath's? Yeah. It's, I mean, we're not, I, yeah, maybe it's mine. Um, I, was eating, I was eating spicy food yesterday and I was just drinking that like it was water. Bad idea because it catches up to you. But that's how we survive down here. It's just a little bit of wine. Yeah, so how long, how long have you been in, in, in France for? I've been a little bit back and forth. I've um, been covering some matches after games uh, with uh, a TV channel in, in France. Um, and been watching some games, doing some small stuff here and there, and, and been training, been working out now. I've been starting to prepare for a new season, which is, which is cool. Uh, starting to get back in, in mode again, which is, uh, is motivating. Do you find it hard to be doing... TV stuff while having to work out where you, you know how like as a footballer, you, you sort of save all your energy for that time of day. And then the rest of the time is down, like splitting your energy up between TV and getting your exercise. It's, it's a challenge. You have to be good at planning uh, and discipline. I think uh, this, the summer is the only time where you have the time off to actually do interesting, interesting stuff and, and uh, to build uh, a side uh, Outside of football, which is motivating for the football part as well. I think it's really interesting to meet a lot of new people. Uh, it gives me a boost as well. And football brings you a lot of joy in life. But um, I plan my days well. I always do my workouts in the morning. I get up early, do my workouts, uh, prepare uh, for a new season, which is really important because it's important to be already 
fit when you meet for preseason. That's always been my philosophy. So it's it's just a balance, and and so far it's been good. Uh, got my dad coming coming to France to have some sessions uh, as well later. So uh, got it all planned. Your dad's gonna work out with you. He's gonna be involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's my my personal coach. Uh, always been with my me and my sister, yeah. and um, he's he's a special guy. And uh, we always we always plan when we're off season how we're gonna be prepared for another great season. So he's essential. We're. Both your parents were football coaches? They were. They they always played, both of them. My mom uh, used to play at the highest levels as well, a uh, striker. And my dad used to play on the second highest level and he used to coach as well. So both been been coaches. Has there been anybody in this player or team in this World Cup that's surprised you, whether underperforming or overperforming? Like we've been we've been huge fans of, of Italy. I was just gonna yeah. say Italy. Yeah. I love, I love, I love what they've been performing. I think it's important for the sport, for the football. You have in Italy that is such a strong football nation, but been missing on the women's part, uh, and and they coming up with a great performance now. It's, it hasn't only been the results, but they've also been performing well. I feel they are really aggressive and they believe in what they do. So um, I think they've been on a, a fresh air for the whole tournament and exciting for the for the game as well. Did you did you monkey listen to the Ellie's inside score? So we had we had one of our our guys who's like super into like niche news and and inside football, and and we we did uh, our team preview on the country of Norway and talked about the most famous people in Norway are from the TV show. Uh, what is it, Heim Heimbane? Or Heimbane? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh. Is it a, is it really as big as he he said it was the biggest? Like it's massive there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know show. if it's the biggest show, but he got a lot of attention when he went on air because he was uh, he brought up a lot of uh, themes that could be hard in football, you know, and in the world of football, it's not easy to be a woman in the world of football uh, today either. So uh, it it created a lot of the debate in Norway, which was really good, and it got really popular. So I, I think the show is really good, and and a lot of people watched it. And the show itself is it's about a female. Coach? It's about a female coach who took over the the uh, a team, uh, a men's team in the highest division in Norway, and then you have all the sorts of problem that follows with that. I think it could be look a bit, bit cliche in the end. I don't think it's as easy as that uh, as it was in the end of that show, but uh, it took up a lot of themes that are interesting uh, to talk about uh, today as well. But it created a lot of discussion on the end, on the back end. It did. It did. It did. It created a lot of uh, uh, positive debate as well and. Um, funny that uh, that kind of TV show can get that big as well. Is it like a docu series? Not a docu series. It's like um, what do you call it? Not like like a normal TV show, but fiction oh, okay. kind of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What an interesting, strange subject to do about. <laughs> yeah. Like we had we had a really rubbish version of it on Sky like years ago, uh -huh. and it was like super cheesy, and it was like it was like, like taking over Manchester United. And, yeah. Uh, it could, could happen though. But like could John, happen. John Carew is an actor in it. <laughs> What? Yeah, really? like he's one of the he's one of the Shut actors. Up. I swear, like that's it's like a it's a it's like a big show because it attacked a lot of these different issues that uh, that they deal with, and apparently they tried to like temper down her role into a more like kind of appeasing role, and she fought it and said, no, no, I want my character to be much more like. Yeah, intense. but she, she's really big in Norway. She's yeah. a great actor, and what's funny with John is that he he went totally other path uh, after his career. He went f photographing till being a model till 
acting and now he's found his kind of his passion in life and I think that's acting now what are you saying do you think we can get you on an episode of EastEnders don't, don't think so um, <laughs> it's going to be very hard <laughs> I've lady. actually never seen an episode of EastEnders but I've heard the word EastEnders have you so ever heard of time. EastEnders I think my, my husband talked about it sometimes he's yeah. been playing in, in England so he knows all about those shows okay, uh, okay. I see you as a landlady yeah. like a pub yeah. owner landlady <laughs> so how, how many times have you won the Champions League Four, four in a row. Is, is it too cocky to, to no. mention that? No, 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 no. Throw it in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. four in a row. Do, has, oh man, I don't even know how to ask, ask a question about four in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even. Me neither. Yeah. Um, is it an addiction? Like is winning, an, at, at, you're, you're, you're still so young. Do you feel like it's almost an addiction that you have now, only really knowing winning? Kind of an addiction, but also uh, addiction of recreating success, which is a really important theme for me personally and for for Lyon, the club I play for. Um, you shouldn't get spoiled. You shouldn't get spoiled of winning because we know how hard it is winning those trophies. So we know all the work behind it, and that's why it turns up to an addiction as well because you want to get that feeling back and back. And you know that adrenaline. You you can't. Just take that back. Uh, the adrenaline that we had together when we win those games and those finals are going to be moments forever, and you you don't have that often in life. So you have to appreciate it and suck it in, and and then move on. Yeah. How long do you kind of like think about finals that you've won before you just move on about the the season after? Before I was horrible. I before I could uh, spend maybe one week off on vacation, and then I'll be like, okay, right, let's go, next thing. But uh, and my mom and my dad tried to calm me down, and they always like take it easy. You got you get still got time to prepare for another season. But uh, I was kind of a wild child and just wanted to 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 give it all and and reach the next level every year. But you learn, I learn uh, more experience now and really enjoy and cherish the moments even more because you know how how hard it is and how special it is. So you have to find a balance between cher- cherishing it and and move on and, and work for the next thing. So 2018 women's Ballon d'Or winner, the first version of the Ballon d'Or, I think it's like 60 something years that men had had the Ballon d'Or. How important is this as an award for just the future of the sport? I mean, it's an individual trophy, but we all saw that the impact it has on the sport because it kind of gave the women's uh, football its spot on the highest level. I mean, it's such an historic award and... France football did a great thing but just putting this award for women because they, they they show the path for the others as well. So when big organizations come on the pitch and they say, yeah, we want it like this, this is the modern way to do it, it, it changes attitudes and, and it gives uh, women's footballers the respect they, des- they deserve. And that's why it was so special to be in the center of a moment like that because I was... I was overwhelmed because I was. Uh, that's kind of what I worked for my whole life: is being respected for the the footballer I am, no matter if I'm a woman or a man. And I really felt that, and I felt I was there for the whole whole women's sport, which was, uh, yeah, gave me goosebumps. Are you gonna go for four back to back? Jesus, uh, <laughs> I can't remember uh, how many people told me that. Yeah, you're gonna go for the second one now, and I'm like, oh, geez, let me enjoy the first one, guys. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> But uh, I th- it's not it's not about Ballon d'Ors. It's all it's about. It sounds like cliche, but for me, it's it's the best sentence. It's to become the best version of yourself on the pitch, off the pitch, and for me, it's important to. Yeah, just make the most out of it. Stay on the highest levels as long as possible, and 
continue doing well with the team. Uh, you're playing a team for one reason, it's playing playing for titles. But um doesn't mean that I don't have personal ambitions because they're, they're sky high, obviously. So when I was playing in Denmark, I got in a lot of trouble <laughs> for an interview that I did because of the Jantelov. Oh because yeah, because I I made some comments like I said I was gonna play it. I think I yeah, said but you're I was American and, and yeah. coming to Scandinavia. Sorry, but you're gonna you're gonna get a punch in the face. Yeah. Uh, I was I said I think I said someday I'm gonna play at AC Milan, and then in the newspaper on the front page the next day was like this <laughs> this guy. As a cultural thing, what does it mean? I mean, it's quite simple. Jantelovni is kind of a, a list of rules where you're not supposed to be better than anyone else. You should never think that you're you can become someone that you can uh, achieve something, and you should always be one of uh, the others. Uh, so it's kind of like a depressive list, I would say. I think it's uh, it's a really strong part of the culture still. I think if you really wanna take the next step uh, everyone should take a step out of their country sometimes to discover the world and and uh, have a new perspective but as i said being an american and and that's why i love the american mentality as well because it's like rock on uh, no uh, no excuses and an offensively mentality that's i think we can learn a lot of each other yeah Yeah, I just thought I, at, at the time it seemed like such a nice thing to say, like, "Oh, I'm ambitious." You know, somebody asked me the question. I want to say aspirationally who I want to be or what I want to do in a confident way that, like, someday I'm going to do this. And people were like, "I think you got slaughtered." Yeah, yeah. yeah. he like, told me about down. this yeah. and all the titles that came out in the newspaper. And yeah, like, you're a young, you're Who's a young guy. Dude? Yeah, come on. I've learned since. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. He's not. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, but um, don't change the person. Change the game. Huh? Yeah, that's it. Uh, and in the game, you have 193 goals and 165 appearances. What's what's that feel like? <laughs> do I they mean, all mean the same when you score? Does it? Do you have the yes, same exact adrenaline yes, rush every time? Yes, yes, yes. Heath doesn't know what to do when he scores a goal. Oh no, but I don't either. No, see, no. This not, it's, it's not just it's you. It's just do. like uh, adrenaline, and you know, I'm, I'm never prepared any celebrations. Oh, you should. You've had enough. Pra I have an excuse that I would average like two a year, and then my arms would just start flailing and I would just run to whoever was closest and I jump on them and I'd be like okay I'm done that's it no more but you have scored plenty to have at least some sort of routine yeah but I mean um I like celebrating with the team yeah I like that uh it's like just a natural uh habit but um I've seen so, those videos by the way very yeah. Barcelona like everybody just hugging yeah, each come other here, come just, here come yeah. here like a uh, moment for a hug but um I was uh sliding on my knees sometimes but uh, I got a message from back home that I was supposed I was going to stop that right away because <laughs> obviously injuries may, may may arrive but uh, you can't stop that adrenaline you know? was that a message from your from your dad that was a bit mes message from my husband oh, right. <laughs> it was an inspiration from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because when he scored the the winner of the Champions League final in 99 was it mm -hmm. uh, he actually had a knee problem after that really like, I, I don't know if it's a myth but uh Think, I, think. I, I have seen goal celebrations where people have like torn their ACL and done no, like those really? types of things. Yeah, you, I've, I've seen videos of them where it's like the people who do flips or do certain things yeah. or when they pile on people like injuries from like 10 people jumping. I mean, you can get injured with 10 people If climbing do on a top. Just do the Sam Kerr then like a backflip. That's maybe the coolest celebration I've seen in the women's game so far. So... Uh. Any backflips? Not, not, not. No, not, not there really. yet. Not there yet. If there was a, if there was <laughs> a trampoline, I would try it. If there, I could see it, find a trampoline on the side of the pitch, and then 
<laughs> one of your two goals a season. Yeah. Backflip straight away. Land simply. Yeah, I think that's all we have time for. But thank you so much yeah. for, hey, for joining you. us. Thank uh, you. It's been a pleasure. And nice ca- little cave you have, a wine cave. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to drop some wine off for the <laughs> cellar that we're uh, having our wine in. Anytime. Yeah. Come down. Copper 90. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Ball inside out. So she was really cool. Yeah, you know what was, what I found unique about her is that she is so incredibly confident. Mm. But she thinks on like such a higher level than most confident people, like in terms of the way she analyzes the world is so much more sort of like at ease and well, almost well read, like well educated than like most confident people that are confident. You can hear it and they say it and they stick to it and it's bold. But hers comes from like a very philosophical point of view of just like raw confidence, which I think is amazing. Yeah, she seems like she's really interested in what you're saying as well when we're having a conversation with her and she'll like ask, ask questions. Like, well, he, obviously we spoke to her afterwards and before and she was just like super chill and really approachable. And when I put up a picture of her on my Instagram story, like a bunch of my mates were like, oh my God, I'd be so starstruck. And I was like, she honestly was the most nicest, normal person. I mean, the majority of people that I meet are anyway, but like, you know, she's won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, when I when I had said to her, like, oh, I played with, I kept saying her, her husband's name. It, I was saying his name over and over, and she kept going, who, who? And then I said his whole name, that not his nickname. She goes, wait, what's your name? And I was like, Heath Pierce. And she was like, oh, man. And then, like, all of a sudden, yeah, it was yeah. like, I, I expected her to be like, oh, cool. Like, some people were just like, oh, cool. Like, thumb, hey, two thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up. We have a, we know the same people. Uh, but she was just like really, really like very just normal about it. This is the best player in the world. Like No, she, ex- lit- she literally was like, you're Heath Pierce. And we we're like, you're Arda Hullenberg. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's just, I, I she, she still seems like she's in a phase where obviously she knows how, she knows how good she is. Yeah. But she's just a human. She's yeah. just really, really down to earth. And I'm sure like she has other times and places where she's, you can see another side of her when things aren't maybe on the pitch or whatever, when she's being competitive, but she just like, she could have been just anybody, even though it was her first time in here, just hanging out and just sort of like chilling. It didn't feel like we didn't feel stressed, you know, to like entertain her, like keep things going. Do you know who else who won a a Ballon d'Or? Apart from Messi and Ronaldo. You in my dream. Really? Yeah. But you won it not for football, for the, for the podcast. (laughs) That's amazing. So, after 63 years of <laughs> men winning the football uh, Ballon d'Or, women won their first one with Ada. And then a year after that, mm-hmm. 
I won the first yeah. podcast ball on door. Yeah, yeah. It's you incredible. picked it up on behalf of us. I don't. I think I was at a gig in my dream, and I was like <laughs> on the vid on the video, like, "Hey guys!" Yeah. And you were like stood there with the ball and and like. I think Lucy, you're in the crowd. We were all there having a great time. I feel like it would be like you won it, but you couldn't go. Uh, so I was like, yeah, on behalf of Monkey, uh, <laughs> who couldn't be here tonight because she's playing in Ibiza. And people would be like, where's that? Because obviously they would do this in the Ibiza. US. Yeah, Ibiza, like the song. Um, yeah. Well, so, so yeah, maybe I, we should get one made and stick it on the on the table, podcast table. I, I didn't. I didn't prepare a speech, but... <laughs> so many people to thank. <laughs> no. uh, that's cool though. I'm glad I won won that. You know, it means a lot. It means a lot for, a lot for us. Um, so the other day when the England game was here, um, there was an overheard thing that was said. So a lovely group of ladies who play for a football team from Skipton, which is a town in England, were sitting on the front row with a massive England flag, with yeah. I think with Skipton Ladies FC on it. And one of them shouted just before the match come on Neville you sauce pot <laughs> I mean I heard I heard that I actually heard that yelling because Did you understand no no Lucy our producer was sitting in front of one row in front of them yeah and I didn't know what it meant but people started laughing so I knew that it it meant something funny what does it mean sauce pot is like yeah it's like you sexy beast so, slow it down and say it again you sexy beast no not the sexy oh. beast part no no, no. <laughs> I'm not asking you to whisper to me sexy beast I'm asking you to whisper the words like jeez Louise I thought you just didn't understand my accent it just got 10 degrees warmer in here uh, is it the fan uh, blowing in my how hair? How are your leggings feeling right <laughs> now? <laughs> uh, no, the, the 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 British slang of that. What is it? Oh, um, you sauce pot. So it's two words. Yeah, sauce two pot. two words. So you you sauce pot like, like sauce. Oh yeah, like sauce. Yeah, and but, like a pot of sauce. Yeah, like a pot oh, of sauce. Like, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so- sort of like <laughs> saucy. Ooh, a bit saucy. <laughs> That's that's amazing that she just yelled that out though. Oh, amazing, yeah. And now I can see why people were laughing. I I laughed because that's what you do when you don't know, but everyone's doing it. You have to be part of it, otherwise, <laughs> you know, you get really uncomfortable. And they go like, "That person's weird. He didn't laugh at my joke." I would like uh, you to use that phrase now in the next week or so. I, I'm trying to think of an appropriate time, like if somebody like is like, I don't think it would be appropriate when like somebody's speaking in front of a group and I yell, ah, oh, sauce pot. Yeah, preferably like at some stage where we won't have to call like HR. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be something like maybe it'll be like a dog walking by and I'm like, there's a beautiful sauce pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have to call the police. No, no. is that, so <laughs> is it, too much. so it's it's sexual then? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. No, <laughs> no <animals. laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm working through this right now, you know? Like, I'm just trying to figure out what the right right way to use it, you know? Because you're saying sauce pot. Maybe like, maybe your wife. Maybe your wife. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a bit more yeah. acceptable. Or, or Phil Neville. Or Phil Neville, yeah. Those are the only two that I know that I'm, I've gotten the green light for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything else is on limits. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank goodness I worked through that Ooh. right now. That could have been bad when that dog walks by later. <laughs> maybe just give me a shout before you try it. Just yeah. like... Let me know when it's like, going to happen. Hey, someone's with about 200 meters of me and they're heading my direction. Would it be appropriate to use this now? And we can work through it by the time they pass. Yeah. And then be like, yeah. We'll do that. And hopefully no one will go to jail. Uh, and if you hear anything ridiculous, if you're out here watching the World Cup or at a fan zone or even just watching the game at home, 
or in the office, um, let us know what it is because we'd like to hear it. It's uh, footballinsideout at copa90.com on the email or you can tweet us as well and yeah. hashtag copa90insideout while you're at it. Um, so that's it. That's another podcast done. Um, we'll be back tomorrow as per usual. Uh, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed it, leave us a review. Yes, and subscribe to the newsletter. Head to copa90.com slash WC19 and click or tap on Copa90 France daily to sign up and get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from you. Send those overheard thoughts, anything random and crazy you've heard, uh, whether in a stadium or with your friends or, or crazy stuff that people say, to Football Inside Out at copa90.com and we will share them on the show. We will see you all tomorrow. Bye. This is a We Are Great production for Copa90. 